Hi, we're Katie, Jessica, and Shannon, and this is Boy Problems Podcast, a community focused on supporting families navigating substance use disorder. We hope sharing our stories, introducing you to experts, and answering all the questions you have no one else to ask will help you better navigate your story. Through our partners' recoveries, we found each other and formed our own squad, one we know is so valuable to how we manage this disease in our relationships. So we started bringing a microphone to our hangouts to extend our conversations to others just like us. When you're here, you're not alone. If you're listening, you probably know we met at a family support group and our bonds have grown stronger through sharing our stories and supporting each other. When we think about the thing that's helped us most, it's that. So we'd like to extend that community to you. If you're feeling like no one understands what you're dealing with or you're looking for a community of like-minded individuals, consider joining us for our virtual support group. For details, visit recovering2.com. We know what you're going through, and we're here to help. We're recovering, too. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Boy Problems Podcast. We are here with one of our faves, Lizzie. Welcome back. Welcome. Thank you. Hey, guys. Yay. Um, So we were talking, uh, the three of us, and we were like, oh, man, who should we have on next? And we thought, well, since we know you, Lizzie, personally, and you've kind of been keeping us updated via text, we thought it would be good to maybe share some of the things that you've been doing because it feels like you kind of shifted your mindset a bit. So I think it would be very helpful and very great for the audience to hear because you've definitely been on a, a roller coaster for sure. So do you want to kind of give us an update, like a little bit from like the last episode, which I think it was like um, drugs for coffee. So mm-hmm. kind of like take us to that just a little bit and then jump into kind of where you guys are today. Yeah. So, um, I didn't actually realize when we, I did that last time, the next day we were actually meeting with the neurologist and that's actually where he got prescribed Adderall. Um, and that's where like life just really got crazy for a couple months. Um, you know, looking back, it's crazy that this neurologist would even, prescribe Adderall to an, an addict, but anyways, so, you know, I was there, I agreed to be keeping it and giving it to him. Um, and you know, it didn't take very long. I think we were only like a month in and, um, he started getting super crazy, super weird, just all this energy. Um, you know, not only were his parents noticing, his kids, his family. It was just very strange. Um, and that's where I think I started to go and get like really sick myself. Um, you know, just spending so much time with those crazy thoughts, like all about him, like trying to figure out what was going on. And then eventually he was like super messed up. He was supposed to help move his daughter out of college. Um, she texts me and was like, Hey, something going on with my dad. And, you know, I was like, I think you're onto something like, are you okay? She was okay. And all that. And that night it took him like three hours to get home. And he admitted to hoarding the Adderall and taking it all at once. Um, and, uh, from then on, you know, like for, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I'm not going to give you Adderall. Um, I called the neurologist Um, and you know, we basically stopped the Adderall, um, right there. Um, that's when a couple days he kind of just was in like a funk, um, probably from not having that in his body. Um, and then shortly after that, we were very worried. We were going on this huge vacation as a family, all seven of us, you know, we had spent a lot of money, a lot of planning, Um, we hadn't been on a vacation in a really long time. And I was like, you know, if, if things don't change, we're not going to go on this vacation. Um, you know, I was to a point where I know that I had talked to you guys about like individually, like, I mean, I was almost ready to get separated. You know, it was, it was so bad, um, during that time. And, 
um, you know, he kind of got it together a little bit. And then we went on that vacation. There was a couple days where I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, you're so messed up. And I did learn that he was vaping. Um, and I think the last time we talked, he was doing those gummies. Um, so he, since our vacation hasn't, he's still vaping, which, you know, I have like, whatever it's vaping. It's all, it's actually all stuff that you can buy here in the state. Um, um, and he's not, he's done gummies like once I believe, um, since, and he told me, um, and they're actually gummies that you can buy here. They're not something that he got from like a drug dealer. Um, not that I don't really know what, you know, so what the huge difference is there. Yeah. That to, like clarify when you say like the gummies he's doing, are we talking about like CBD gummies or like edibles in the sense of like, you know, THC. And I guess same question for vape. Is it vape like with tobacco? Is that what's in it? Or is it like vape or uh, vape with THC or like, I don't know, because it can be different things. So I guess, yeah, buying. So it is the vape with, it's the vape with the THC, but it's not, it's, it's legal. I don't know what that really, you know, like, I mean, it does say on the, the stuff, like you might not pass a drug test and that's why, that's why he didn't pass the drug test. Um, you know, he, uh, he doesn't have anything else in there. It was just that. Um, but he was doing gummies from a drug dealer and then that stopped. And it, if the only gummies he's done is like something you can buy over the counter, like CBD, THC kind of stuff. So, um, so for me, you know, I went through this crazy time where, you know, like, I mean, I was on the phone, I went to work one day and was like, you know, I can't be here. Like I, I actually had a day where I just like finally needed a mental health day. I, I think I talked to a couple of you guys that day. I actually called my mom and I was just like, mom, I just, I don't think I can do this anymore. You know, like it's, I just can't do it. And so seriously, I think it was like that next week I started like being like, okay, I got to stop thinking about this all the time. Like I really need to start doing some stuff for myself. So, you know, I've always been consistent about working out. I've been consistent about seeing a counselor. Um, so that was nice. But one thing I started doing, I was like reading things. I listened to this other podcast, which, um, I told you guys about it. It's, it's definitely a podcast where you know, she has since divorced her husband and she's the solo person talking. Um, I would say it, it leans almost more towards always leaving that if she always says, I'm not trying to say leave, but so many of them, it made sense. Like, well, shit, you got to really start thinking about yourself. And so for the, for, it took a while, but anytime I ever thought about him, I stopped and I redirected my thought about something else. So it took a little bit of time to do it. Um, but that's where I feel like I started getting like super healthy. And I know I told you guys, I was like, screw this, whatever happens, I'm just going to start working on myself and then go from there. And it was crazy because the more I've spent time on myself, the better everything else around us has become. So, um, you know, and I was telling Drew the other day, like, you know, haven't you noticed I've been different? He's like, oh my goodness, like so different. And he's like, what have you been doing? And I was like, I know this sounds kind of weird, but anytime I thought about you, I stopped and I like thought about something else. So like whether it was going down a bad rabbit hole of thinking of bad things that happened in the past or like wondering what you could be doing, I just redirected my thought towards just something else. And that has been one of the healthiest things I have done for myself. So. That's awesome. And that's like super hard to do. Uh, yeah. So like, what were you, um, I guess, what kind of thoughts were you trying to get rid of? What were you trying to do? Or was it just like thinking about his well-being, or were you starting to get into like some of those detective behaviors or kind of, can you explain to us sort of what you were shifting away from as you were focusing in on yourself? Oh yeah. I mean, I would say like, all my like waking moment of any thoughts were all about him. So def definitely a lot of detective stuff, like trying to figure out all this like crazy stuff, like looking up where 
he was at and you know being like okay great he's at another vape shop like what the heck and then you know like I don't know just yeah the detective stuff a lot of um but then also like just worrying like you know I can't I just realized also like I can't I could worry all day long but it's not going to change the outcome I might as well stop worrying and if something happens and I'll deal with that when it when it comes um that was really hard to do. I think it's probably a work in progress the last five years to kind of get there. Um, but it was just honestly, any thought, even if it was a good thought, like I just redirected my thought towards something else. Like either I need to get this done thinking about my kids, thinking about work, um, thinking about, you know, like, Oh, you know, I haven't seen my girlfriends in a while. Let me try to do a, let me see if I can get a dinner going with them or whatever it was. I just redirected that thought. So, yeah, that's, that's awesome. And I remember like getting these text messages and having these conversations with you and I, and I felt so bad. And I think, I don't know if I called one of these, these ladies like Shannon and Jess, and I'm like, dude, I think it might be over. I think she's Mm -hmm. in her wall. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm glad you've turned the corner. Um, but yeah, it was like, I mean, I was kind of nervous for you at a bit. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, what's going to happen with everything. Um, I thought you were kind of done. Yeah. I th- Which if you I th- had been would have been understandable too. Yeah. I'm not like yeah. rooting for people to stay in yeah. relationships that they're miserable in or are making them sick. But if like, you're wanting to stay in this relationship and you found a way to do it, then we are happy for you. Um, I question, I remember some of those early texts, like when you first found out about, um, like the, the weed and things you were like, I'm, I'm glad he's not drinking, but I'm not okay with the weed. So how have, how has your feelings changed about that? Or maybe they haven't changed and you're just dealing with them differently. How have you gotten from that point to where you are now? So I don't, I, I don't like, I'm not totally on board with this whole like vaping thing and all this, like actually today, um, when I realized I listened to the podcast and then I called him cause I thought he was going to come back home. And I was like, you know, what, what changed? Like something changed, something's changed in that from the time that we went on vacation until now, you know, like there hasn't been all these like weird, this person coming home, acting very strange and everything. And, um, he couldn't necessarily pinpoint what was going on. He's like, you know, I have a hundred percent still been vaping. Um, but it's not like, it's like, I guess it's more of a consistent thing where it's not all the time also. So, um, you know, I guess he isn't just, just going and, um, smoking weed or eating like weed brownies or whatever he was doing um so I'm not 100% on board with it uh at all but I guess like it's really hard to because not only does he he has all these this concussion stuff and I'm in this like group on Facebook and it's crazy it's wives of the NFL and it's a special group you have to be into in and I read things on there a lot and that's really the only reason why I get on there but Um, it's crazy how many of them talk about like um, CBD and vaping and the things that has really helped their husband. And so it's hard because I'm, I'm seeing so many of these other people like having more success. And there's so many stories where it's just like Drew's where it's, you know, they have these weird feelings. So they go through this addiction and they go to rehab and they're not supposed to be doing any of this stuff. And at least the alcohol comes off the table for a lot of them, but then there's the CBD stuff. And, um, I don't know, I guess I'm just trying to be, you know, more open, I guess. I don't know. It's hard. Cause I, I don't, I don't agree with it. Like, I'm not going to be like, yeah, let's just go do this together. And he has said, you know, maybe you should try it and see what it's like the edibles more. Um, and I'm like, no, it's okay. All right now. So I feel like if I do it, then I'm saying it's okay. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not against doing it, but I don't know. 
you want to come to my house one weekend you, you're welcome to <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um so tell me so you know you kind of alluded to kind of some of this mental stuff and i believe he was on a couple different medications so uh-huh. is he now off of all of those medications where you can maybe see that this thc is helping in some way it's more natural than some of those other pills that he might be getting yeah no he's actually still taking all medicine and then and then a little bit more. Um, but here's the nice thing is we've been doing this dance for like five years. So there's been like different antidepressants and stuff that he's been on. This is the first time that we've started going into September ahead of seasonal depression and all this. Um, so, you know, he saw, you know, an addiction doctor here and we, like I said, can you make sure you get in there like in August? And that's kind of what we had talked about last year. And so now he's on like better on a medicine schedule and ahead of it. So hopefully now when we go into the like winter, fall, winter months, he'll actually be in a better place. Um, and vaping will be a new thing. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> and Jessica, can you relate to anything with that with Casey and seasonal stuff? Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a big part. That's a big trigger for him. So um, obviously didn't have that issue last year, which is weird because I feel like the whole world was sad. Yeah. (laughs) 2020. Um, But yeah, we'll see. I mean, this will be our second one. I mean, this will be the first time we're going into winter where last winter there wasn't a relapse. So it's interesting. Um, but yeah, I think that the, I mean, you know, we talk about like the dual diagnosis stuff a lot. And I just think this is another instance of that. Like there's always, there are these underlying issues and the drugs are like the medication. So you take that away. What's left is the depression or the anxiety or whatever it is. And you still have to figure out how to, to live with that. And sometimes you succeed and sometimes you don't, you go back to the old behavior. I mean, that's all figuring out what helps you get through it. And, you know, we're kind of in a similar boat where Casey is now using weed (laughs) and it seems to help his anxiety and stuff. And it doesn't seem to be causing those negative behaviors that other drugs had done in the past. So we'll see where it goes, but it's very similar to what you're going through. Yeah. Except I do uh, enjoy weed. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, you have, so now that you have a child though, so you think about like that, that is my only thing is like, you know, those things can alter your perception. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm like, can you, like, I just don't want him driving around, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we have boundaries around that too. I mean, I don't, I don't think that I don't think it gives you like kind of the freedom to be reckless in any, I don't, I don't, I think there are some things that are going to be consistent no matter what, like if you are in recovery or not, you know, like no one yeah. should be drinking and driving with a child in the car or yeah. under any influence of anything. Um, so we have those, those boundaries in place as well. But um, yeah, I don't think that I wouldn't be okay with that at all, no matter who it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. I mean, that's, so I guess, can you talk about, I mean, I guess you kind of already shared, but like, you're just really focused on you. Like, like, did you feel a shift in your relationship at all? Like to me, are you kind of like where you're like one foot out the door? Cause you kept saying like, I'm focusing on me. It's all about me. Like, I just can't think about Drew. And so a, a bit to me, it sounded, it seemed as if you were kind of one foot out the door, like you were half in half out, but it, I don't necessarily think that's true. I th- okay. So yes. So it started that way for sure. Like listening to that one podcast, like, I mean, all I would do, like when I would go on my lunch or my break, I would just put this ladies like I put her my airpods in and just listen and you know like it really started that way um but then like you know there were a lot there is a lot of good things from that podcast as well but um it started to be in a shift about how I 
talk to Drew or ask questions. Like I really realized like I would come, like I would, I would think I already knew the answer and the way that I would come at him with some things were, you know, I probably wouldn't enjoy it if someone did that to me. Um, but you know, like you just, when you've gone through so many things, sometimes you just don't say it the way that it, it seems in your brain. Um, so I really tried to be like super direct and then try to take the emotion out of it, I guess, in a way, like, um, you know, if it was a situation where normally I would have been like, like, um, uh, this is such a silly example, but, uh, he was coming home from a football game and, um, it was taking him a really long time. His phone died. And he told me, um, sorry, I had to wait for my phone to charge. And then to call me back. And then the next day he was telling me how he's like, gosh, like my phone's going to die. I really need a phone charger. And so I'm like, okay, that, that like, this is, this is, this is such a stupid little thing, but it seems like you're telling me that, you know, the, you were, were you lying to me last night? What was really going on? It's like where your brain starts doing all these really crazy things. So instead of me saying, you know, like, oh, so you don't have a phone charger and like start going on and on. Like, were you lying to me? And like all this stuff. I said, let me tell you about what my brain just did. And I just told him like the story about how, what had happened the night before, what had just happened and how I twisted it in my brain. And so just talking about things differently where he was like, oh, weird. I guess I could see how you would think that, but that's not what I meant. Like I actually have a charger in my car. It's just so slow you know, like, it's just, it's just that example, um, you know, is, it's, it's so silly, but the way that I started talking to him made our relationship a lot better. And so while one foot was out the door, it started to move its like little leg back in a little bit closer. Um, and, you know, we've been a lot better about communicating about anything. Um, so I think that has been helpful. So yes, I was working on myself, but in that, I think I was becoming a stronger person. So in the event that if something happens, like, you know, I'm going to be less likely to like, like be this sad little puppy dog holding on forever. Like I know I can handle myself all by myself. I can take the dudes and be fine. Um, but it also has made us stronger because I'm in a better place. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's funny to hear that, hear you say that you think that you're strong this time or whatever it may be, because he was already gone. He already had his own apartment. You already had the dudes by yourself. So it's yeah. so interesting to hear you say that you, you feel like you could do it now. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. you've already done it. I know it, it must feel different now. Like, I think what you're saying is it feels different. It maybe does. I don't know this. Maybe it's more of like, now it feels like you would be like, more so like making the choice and feeling like settled in the choice where beforehand things were sort of happening and you were kind of have like you had to do this because of x y and z and and you were doing it but it wasn't something like you like kind of hated that you had to do it and so like you were strong in the sense that you went through with it and followed through it but now it sounds like you seem more like i guess settled or like strong in the sense of, you know, that that is a decision you would come to yourself and like feel at peace with maybe. Yeah. I feel like that's exactly it. Like I just, I had to deal with it before and just like make it happen and be strong. But like, you know, when it was really bad and he was taking the Adderall and I knew something was like really strange and up, you know, like I was already thinking like, oh my God, like, I'm going to be doing this alone. Like, okay. Like what are the things that I'm going to have to do? You know, like, I mean, I even, there was one night where I even asked my in-laws because my family, no one lives close to me. Um, my parents and sisters live pretty far away from where we are. And, you know, I'd have to take them to school and all this. Like I actually asked them if I could stay with them because it was like, I just, you know, like didn't want to be around the craziness and, you know, it worked out where we kind of like talked about it, where it would be better for me to stay at home. But yeah, I mean, 
I feel like you nailed it on the head, Shannon. So. Well, cool. Well, thank you for the update. Uh, And we did post on our Instagram. So like I said, you are a fan favorite. So we did post on our Instagram and we asked people what questions they may have for you. And so Shannon has a list of those. So I don't know, Shannon, if you want to jump into those, cause yeah, Yeah. I'm interested. I don't, I didn't, I didn't even look at them. So I'm interested to hear them too. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to save one of them for a a little bit later to get you warmed up. So we will start (laughs) with, um, why have you stayed with your husband for so long? Hmm. I've thought about, I've actually thought about that before. Um, in the beginning, I think it was what I felt like I had to do with having little kids and trying to make it work and everything. Um, and I mean, I think also, well, even now I still think I, I do think about the kids like, you know, um, I know how hard it was for one of our little guys when we were separated, you know, like he ended up in counseling. He was like biting himself, like, and he was little, he was like three and four. Like he didn't know how to like handle emotion. Um, and that was super hard. Like that was really hard. Like whenever I talk through that stuff with my counselor, like that's when I tear up when I think about how this has impacted, you know, like kids. Um, so, I mean, kids is definitely one of the things, but I think the reason why is like, I have been so educated on what this really is. And I think I ended up having more compassion for what they're going through. And like, I mean, I know we've used the thing to like, um, diabetes and, you know, or like even like cancer, like people go through relapses and stuff like that. And you're not like, okay, you really relapse, get, get out of my house, you know, like, um, so I think the education part is why, you know, I have stayed for so long. Like, you know, I wouldn't stay through, you know, I, it's hard, like thinking about relapse because with Adderall that that's a relapse, whether he wants to admit it or not in my mind, that's a relapse. Um, but you know, there are certain boundaries where, you know, if there was some kind of affair thing or something like that, like there's no way I would like be around for that ever. Um, but because of the education part, I think that's, that's probably what honestly has kept me in it for this long. Yeah, that makes sense. I think we've all talked about like what a difference, like the education component makes, um, for just being able to take some of I guess, look at it like less personally in some way from a more objective point of view. You touched on your kids and that kind of segues into another question, which was how do you explain these things to your kids? Yeah, so um, I, I think it actually says it in the book, big book, but it's an allergy. Like it's almost like having an, like it's like you're almost allergic to alcohol. Um, so that's something that we've used now, obviously the big kids there, like we're very open about it. Um, open about being, you need to be very careful. Like, you know, this runs in the family, it runs on both sides of your family. You have to be very careful. Um, so they're the older ones, like all, all hundred percent honest about that. But like with, you know, like a little guy who, you know, our littlest, he just turned five. He's, you know, oblivious to everything. Um, he's luckily didn't go through all the shit of it. He was too little to remember. Um, but our eight-year-old, you know, we just say, um, he's allergic and we kind of, you know, go from there. Um, the more, the, with like the virus and everything the last, um, you know, over a year, like there just hasn't been as much like social stuff that we've done. So, um, you know, we just had Drew's 40th birthday party and we didn't have any alcohol there. And, you know, they're used to not having alcohol. So it's not really a big deal. I think it would be very, a different situation if we were in like a big group setting and everyone was drinking and, you know, our little guy might ask like, oh, why aren't you guys drinking? But it hasn't happened yet. But I will be very honest, like, you know, daddy can't have that. 
or yeah. it'll make him really sick. So that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Katie and Jessica, with both of you having kids, do you have any like follow-ups on or questions or thoughts for Lizzie? Um, I don't. I mean, my kid is just learning how to tell me when he's gone to the bathroom in his diaper. So. <laughs> <laughs> is that like a different well, that's important life skill? So yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think about it a lot, you know, like I wonder. I mean, it's not going to be, I mean, a few years from now, it could, I mean, I don't know. I just wonder how I'm going to address it. You know, my parents, my mom told me when I was growing up, like, you know, addiction runs in our family. And I, I listened to that, but I don't know that I really know what it meant. I knew my dad had some sort of a past. I think it may have helped, but I don't know. I imagine I would at least do that, but I don't know. It all really kind of depends how this plays out for me. I'm just, I like to hear what other people do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have any other insights either. Um, other than just like probably being open and honest, mm-hmm. like, especially with your big kids, you know, cause they're at the age, I mean, one is in college. Yeah. And so, you know, and she's probably seen, seen more things than anybody would probably want her to see. And so, you know, does she say anything to you guys or him? Does she like reflect on it at all? Um, actually something really cool. She did, uh, I think it was last year. She wrote a paper about how her dad is an alcoholism has affected her life. And it was really, it was really crazy to read. Cause like she started saying she noticed when she was like 10 years old, that, you know, when like I worked on weekends, I've always worked a lot of times on weekends. And, um, she said, you know, a lot of times we couldn't find dad and we would have this game who could find him first. And, uh, and this is like, she's 10 and let you, and then the other guys would be, let's see, uh, six and four. So they were little and they would have this like game, whoever could find dad first would win and if they looked outside and the car was gone so he would leave them while I'm at work I have no idea this is happening you know to go get alcohol or you know whatever he was doing and so it was really crazy but also like impactful to like have her um read this letter in front of her entire class about how her dad's addiction so um you know she is like like you know when I told you guys earlier Um, when she was supposed to be moving out of her dorm and Drew went to go help and he's just like fucked up and messed up and you know she calls right away and like what's wrong what's going on you know and um, so like she's very she's very aware I know we've talked about before in um, like group where their kids take on different roles she's definitely like that like you know she's going probably going pre-med Um, and she's like that person who can't fail. She, you know, like has to be top of everything, but she's also like alter, like super aware of, you know, anything off with Drew, which, you know, is, I think something we've all done as, you know, significant others. So she is yeah, definitely all in and completely aware. So that's interesting. I didn't know about the, um, paper that's, Mm -hmm one really impressive that, you know, she wrote that and read it in front of her class. Like that takes some bravery. Um, then, you know, that story, I would imagine that was probably hard for you and drew to hear. And like, did that bring up like some feelings or like, or it's just another example of something you didn't know. Like that's, I think something that sometimes comes up when like, Jay will bring up like, oh yeah, back in the past, X, Y, and Z. And I'll be like, oh, I didn't know about that. And it creates like fresh new feelings all over again. And so I guess curious, you know, like learning that he would leave the kids on the weekend, mm-hmm. or they played hide and seek, like, where did your mind go? And then also what was that like for him to hear his daughter, like remembering that about yeah. The unfortunate part is when I read it to him, it would be good to go back and read it now is like, it was kind of in that mess of like this Adderall stuff. Uh So, you know, like he also can't read for, I mean, it sounds so like crazy, but 
like something very long that he's trying to follow. He cannot read it. So he started reading it and he's like, here, will you read this? And I read it. And like, as I'm reading it, you know, my heart and stomach are sinking. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, this was going on this whole time. And, you know, like I was aware of some things, but not, you know, all this and, you know, like they're kids and, you know, your job as a, you know, parent is to protect them. And, you know, um, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's so sad to think about. And that's kind of where, that's where I went. I don't think he ever, I think he was incapable of feeling at that time. Um, it would be very interesting to go back because the, the letter that she read to him in the class ultimately was saying how she's so proud of her dad and this is what he's overcome. So that's mm -hmm. kind of where the letter came from, but she was just sharing from the time she remembered all the way until current day, which he had, you know, was going to be close to hitting like two years of alcohol sobriety. So. That's interesting. Okay. This is the um, question I was going to save to get you warm, warmed up, um, brings us back to our sex and intimacy uh, mm -hmm. episode. Somebody asked, um, has anyone taken a break from sex when there is active use? Like, so how, I guess, have you dealt with that with Drew? Like when he's in active use, how do you deal with the sexual part of your relationship? Sure. So Jessica, your face, <laughs> you're like so uncomfortable. I'm, you I'm want to jump in first? I know, I kind of want Jessica. Jessica missed that episode maybe she Man. should also answer <laughs> well I was nervous because it said like it was a collective question like how do you guys but this is all about Lizzie so yeah but we did say they were questions for Lizzie so <laughs> that's why I'm directing it I'll out. answer it but you're after. right that it was collective so if anybody else wants to jump in I'm sure that's a welcome go ahead Jess right now yeah. Oh. Did you have sex with Casey? Was it nerve wracking when he was in active use? I didn't know. I mean, here's the thing. Like when he's in active use, he <laughs> likes me more. <laughs> like some people, you know, are mean or like standoffish, but it makes him more emotionally available. So that's kind of a mind fuck, honestly. Um, there would be times when I was like, oh, like we're really vibing and like, this is good. <laughs> um and he was high I mean it, it was his it was it was a tool that helped him like open up so that's that was the hard part for me with intimacy is that when I wanted him to be sober obviously but he wasn't as emotionally available when he was sober so it was really hard you know like it was this kind of weird situation where it's like I mean, he relapsed, but I mean, he's like being so sweet to me. It's like a, it's a weird emotional, um, it's just a weird space because you're like, you like to hear that stuff, but then, or like, you know, I don't know, like feel, um, like he would do nice things for me. Like sometimes I think back, like some of the nicest shit he's done and it was because he was high. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like that just sucks but in the moment I was like oh that's so sweet I really enjoyed it and then I find out that he had been using and it's like it's a bummer you know so yeah. that's a hard question for me because um I wouldn't like if I knew he was high it's not like I'd be like oh let's go <laughs> but sometimes it just happened because I didn't know and that's just how he was with that so anyway yeah. No, that makes sense. Like that would really fuck with you. Mm -hmm. And it would fucking you like fuck with you in the opposite way of, I think what like Katie and I experienced, like, cause what I've shared before is, although I'm sure there are times that we were together when he was in active use, like that would have always probably been early on in the stage mm -hmm. way before I even knew. But by the time it got to a point where I found out, like he wasn't capable of because mm -hmm. like, that wasn't like I mean in the part of your brain where you like want to like he mm -hmm. had no desire and so then that would fuck with mm -hmm. me I'd be like well what's what's wrong with me all of a sudden or so 
And so that might be an ongoing thing now, if I feel like, oh, we've not been vibing or it's really busy or, you know, it's just like not happening. You'll be like, does that mean X, Mm. Y, Z? Oh, that's interesting. Now, when he went on his active that six months, um, not too long ago, did you guys, did you have him get tested like STD tested or something just because? Yeah. Yeah, He, and then me actually, sorry about that. Um, actually every, after like every run that I found out after the times I ended up would like go get tested, like just because it would kind of freak me out. Um, and I remember one of the times just the like embarrassment of telling the, like the doctor or like asking for certain tests and they're like, Oh, are you sure? Do you really need all of them? I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I would just feel better with all of them. Like my boyfriend is, um, an addict, uh, like heroin addict and he was using, and then you just like, I remember like taking on that shame of yeah. And you can, you can home, these tests online. like I came home after the doctor's appointment and was so like mad at him. Like I just had to do this. And <laughs> see, so yeah. Yeah. One comment that you mentioned. So it was, it's also, um, it kind of fits because, uh, Casey didn't really have long runs. Usually it was like a one and off type thing for a long time. Um, so I would just think, oh, like he's just in a really good mood today. And like, or something, you know, like, oh, this is just a really good day. And it's like, no, that's not what happened. So, and because he wasn't really like a long run type guy, that's probably why it didn't affect the like desire mm-hmm. part. So. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't you know at it. first when you said that, where he was like, oh, he wanted me more. I was like, what? Yeah, it made him like lovey. <laughs> Yeah. It opened his feelings. It's weird. And, and that's something in recovery that we've had to work on. Like, because you have, he has to open up for us to connect, you know, in the relationship. And so that has been an ongoing, um, bad, like mm-hmm. thing that's just like persistent in our relationship that we have to work on all the time. Right. So now Lizzie, we Uh can't smell heroin, um, but you can smell alcohol. So like, would you have sex with him when he was drunk or, I mean, I know it's kind of taking it back a bit. Yeah. I mean, so is, so when he was drinking before he ever went to rehab, um, yes, but after rehab and like, once I understood things, like there was no like he didn't drink just to like drink and feel good he drank so much that he was like it wouldn't even be possible like he just he was like you know shit-faced and you know either passing out not knowing what's going on like so that was like something completely off the table I remember you guys I think we talked before and it was probably that intimacy um podcast where we were talking about how you know with drugs like after a while it just like it's just not it just doesn't happen and then how much it it messes with your mind like well am I like what's wrong with my body what's wrong with me like you know just it messes up so much stuff um you know I'm at least happy I didn't have that I just knew that it was you know 100% off the table but you know it has affected like like when I think about our intimacy now and just being with each other like it's still like with alcohol, I don't know, like for me, like whenever you were drinking, it was just like game on, like, let's go. Like you just, you're just stupid making out and all this stuff. So it's been very weird for us because it's, it still feels almost like awkward in the very beginning, which is so strange because, you know, I've been with this, this man for, you know, 12 years and, you know, it's, it's, it's just strange when you don't have that, feeling with alcohol or you know I'm sure the Adderall gave him some kind of happy high feeling and you know all this so it's just it's it's weird so that's so that thank you for saying that because even for me like I've been with um you know Kim and for uh, 14 years and it's still awkward it's like what the hell you know because you're just sober (laughs) yeah 
No, uh, I miss the days so of drunk sex. <laughs> uh, yeah. I brought that up actually the other night too, where it was like, you know, there was just something about like when you would like go out and you're both getting like drunk and you're at a concert and it's like, who knows where the night's going to take us. And it's yeah. like, now we're both just like sitting at home on the couch watching Ted Lasso and it's just a different, <laughs> different vibe. So, yeah. Well, and I'm pretty sure his entire life, there was always like alcohol or, you know, like there was just so much of that that drove anything sexual anyways. So, and, you know, I think back, like, you know, we were together in the beginning, like, you know, you do go out and you do a lot of fun things where you are drinking at like sporting events and parties and the bars and dinner, you know, like where that was so much of like, you didn't, you didn't realize how much that was involved in your sex life. And so taking that out, it's, you know, very strange. And, um, like, I, like, I just think this is so weird. Like Drew is extremely strange about getting out of the shower. Like, like I have never seen him get out of the shower and walk to the closet naked. Like never. And that is so weird. And my kids are like, wow, daddy, you have a big penis, but he keeps it all like covered you know they, they talk about nuts and penises all the time so oh I guess you're uh, in a house of boys so that yes exactly I mean the other day we went out to eat and um our 16 year old takes um we're at we're at a Italian restaurant and he got sausages and meatballs and he had two meatballs and a gigantic sausage and he made it look like a penis and I was like this is so fun but I love boys I would never change it for anything like it's it's so funny but you know, like it is weird that he is so just such a strange thing. Like I've, I've asked him before, like, don't you think this is weird? Like, I think people walk around naked with their husbands, you know? And I'm like, I've seen it, you know, like I have sex with you. Like the, why are we so weird about this? But I don't, I don't, I don't know idea what that's all about, but yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's really funny. Well, Shannon, is there any other doozies before we wrap up? Um, one question is just about, so kind of along the lines of sex is, you know, how you kind of over, I don't get over cheating. I guess I don't want to say like get over it. Cause it's not like that might make it sound a little flippant or something, but mm-hmm. maybe like, how do you move past that? Or how have you moved past that in your relationship? to get to the point where you are today. Yeah, I think it's um, something that they work in progress always. Um, I actually am very, I, I did an internship in college and met this girl who lives in Louisiana. And like we, from the time that we met, like the first night we had these tiny little beds and we call them our rafts. And we talked for eight hours. Like, I love her. Like she is, it's crazy because we met a long time ago when we were like 20 or 21 in college. And we, she lives in Louisiana every five years, her and another girl from our internship, we always get together. Um, But I always think that like, I kind of believe that things kind of happen for a reason. And um, so when she um, was pregnant with her second little boy, her husband had an affair with her on her best friend. And so I've always had her as somebody to like, she's actually still married to them as well. And she went through a ton of counseling and a ton of stuff. And, um, you know, we still talk about it this day. Like I'm sure there's support groups. I think there are at churches and stuff, but like the best advice I could ever say for that, just like us is like, we found a group of people who've walked in our shoes, who understand it. So, you know, she's amazing. I love her because like, you know, when I would get in these really bad, deep valleys of feeling like shit. And, you know, I think there's always going to be some kind of PTSD. Like we've been able to talk about it a lot. And, you know, like she is like five years um, ahead of me. So that happened five years before any of mine did. Um, And, you know, she's still married, still has to work on it um, and everything. So that would be the thing that, you know, I, I don't think it's ever going to go away. There will always be things that trigger something. Um, I haven't ever really done it, but my counselor has suggested like, you know, if you're watching a movie or something really strange brings that up, you know, it's okay to be like, Hey Drew, like this part makes me feel 
blank because of what happened, like just um, bringing that up and acknowledging it. Um, so I don't know, that might work for some people. I just haven't really done that before. But now that I think about it, I'll try that the next time. Like now I feel better about kind of like saying something like that. But yeah, it's, and then I think the one other thing is like, I had to realize, and it took a long time, I'm never going to have that relationship like I did before. So I think anyone who deals with anyone with addiction, you already are going to have to realize that that life doesn't exist. Like I can't have that life before I knew that there was addiction. Um, and it's just like, I love him differently now. Um, I still hate that, like, you know, I had to go through all this and that, you know, he did have an affair with someone you know, his was not emotional or anything like that. It was just strictly like, you know, I'm completely drunk all the time. And it's just another way to get my endorphins going and all that. Um, but you know, that it's, I've realized like, I, it's not the same relationship, it never will be. And, you know, all we can do is try to make it the best we can that we're in. Um, you know, if it ever happened again, I would never stick around because I, I know my worth and, you know, I wouldn't ever do that. And I can understand where he came from before, but if it ever happened again, I just wouldn't, wouldn't stay. So. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yep. Well, one, to all the people who submitted questions. Thank you. We always love hearing them Two, Lizzie as always. Thank you. Hats off to you. Thank you for the updates. Um, really appreciate just your openness to sharing because this is like hard shit. So mm-hmm. always love having you back on um, and kind of following along in your journey. So thank you. Thank you. So everyone, awesome. thank you for listening and keep coming back. Like this episode? We hope so. If you want more from the Women of Boy Problems podcast, please join us at Patreon at Recovering 2. We will be releasing exclusive content, and we also have an option where you can connect with us every month for 30 minutes, one-on-one. We hope you join us there. Back to the episode. Thanks for spending time with us. We hope this story has helped you better navigate yours. Don't forget to subscribe so we can meet you here next time. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the love by rating or reviewing. Need more support? Join our online community by visiting us at boyproblemspod.com. Whatever you do, keep coming back. We're not licensed professionals. We're here to share our lived experience. So take what resonates and leave what doesn't.